Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey there, Life Church. Pastor Chris here along with Pastor Jeff. Hey, Pastor hey, hey. Jeff. How's it going? We are here for another weekly podcast. and This one's a tough one. This one's a real tough one. I was going to say, buckle up, folks. Yeah. Get ready. We're going to tackle a tough issue, which in many ways we already told the congregation, say, hey, look, send us your toughest questions. We want to we tackle them. We want to be honest about them. And, and really, I think more than anything, we want to be helpful to you. Like right. the listener. So if you've got questions, bring them. Yeah. Like we we might not do a great job answering them, but we'll we'll definitely <laughs> do our best and look at the Bible and Right. Yeah. I think that I mean if you could put an umbrella over this, it's really what are the things that really block our faith? What are the things that get in the way of our truly trusting, believing, having confidence in yeah. in God? And uh recently, basically a question that came through Pastor Bob was, you know, and again, you can put this together. This is based on a conversation, but that when a person is going through something very painful, whether it's depression or anger or anxiety or just sickness, and and time goes by and I pray and I pray and I pray and nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. You know, where's God? Right. You know, if he's omnipowerful, all-powerful, created the heavens and the earth. Why is it that I'm not well? Why yeah. am I sick? And not only why am I sick, but or why am I depressed? Or why do I have such overwhelming anxiety? I was talking to somebody that literally their anxiety gets so bad that they'll just be on the bathroom floor just literally sweating, mm. you know, until like 3 o'clock in the morning, just yeah. shaking and trembling, yeah. just wanting to die. Wow. And uh, so these are real things that happen to, ready? These things happen to Christians. So h- how do we reconcile that, basically, yeah. is, the, is the question. Yeah. How do we believe in a God that allows us to be in pain? Yeah. You know, like, oh, man, it was such a challenging question, uh, especially Foursquare. You know, the four things that we, you know, we kind of base our, our denomination off of mm-hmm. is... Jesus is our savior. He is our healer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, Chris, you and I have talked about this question so many times. Like we have prayed for more people to be healed that haven't been healed. Right. You know, I think that's the challenge. Uh, okay. Well, we, be- but we believe in this God who's really faithful, mm-hmm. but how do we, how do we talk to an outsider or somebody who's, um, I think I've been using this phrase lately. I don't know if you like it or not, but, uh, spiritually unresolved, you know, like, no, I like that. I it's just the somebody first time who's, you said that, who's I go, like, that, that, that'll work. I, I'm curious, I'm skeptical, but I haven't committed to faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And they will have questions like this. Like, how do you believe in a God that allows so much pain and heartache in the world? Like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really coming, I think it comes with pure motives, but then it has like a little bit of a, a sting to it because yeah. uh, it's not exactly easy to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, I think as we walk this out, it's like, number one, at the, what can I do? Right. Like me, 
Jeff, Chris, Bob, Mm -hmm. this person listening right now, you, um, what can I do as a believer? Um, and that is to be Jesus right? as best as I can, um, that I would reflect him so much that my good deeds would be known by all men that they might glorify God. Right. That they might go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's something about this faith of yours Mm -hmm. that I want. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we have all the answers to why people don't get healed. Uh, One of my favorite quotes, I was actually talking to to Manny about this uh, yesterday because he's going to be preaching on, um, on, the amazing part of Acts chapter five, where there's all these healings and signs and wonders mm-hmm, that are phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, which those people were healed. But right. do you know how many people Jesus passed that he didn't heal? Literally, when he was on Earth, right? I mean, people were lining up left and right. He couldn't touch all of them. There was a reason he didn't heal, right? Just as much as there was a reason for him to heal. So, just as much as I have faith that he heals, I also have faith that he is with me in the unhealing, in my brokenness, in my hurt, in my desperation, in my tragedy, in my, man, my knee surgeries. We were talking about that. Like I I just have been on my back so much because of my, my knee, you know, like three surgeries within, you know, six years of each other. I'm wondering, Lord, like you made me to be so active. Mm. You created me this way. Like, and I am, I can't do anything the last two years were, uh, I mean, I was on the struggle bus as far as just not my faith. I wasn't wandering in my faith, but I was really just going, Lord, what are you, what are you doing in right. the midst of this? Like, but I think that's the question. Like I would encourage any, anybody to ask, Hey, I'm praying for healing. I'm believing in Jesus as my healer in the meantime. Yeah. Lord, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm, I just want to hear you. I want to be right. close to you. And I would just say this to my friends who are listening and to the people you're thinking about is that God is there. Yeah. He's with, he's with you on the bathroom floor. Yeah. In the midst of your desperation, you know, sweating it out through an anxiety attack or panic attack or whatever it might be. And, and this also, just because I'm a believer and just because I'm a Christian doesn't disqualify me from pain. Right. I, I think that sometimes we are led to believe, and and I don't think anybody is purposely doing it, or whether we do it on our own, that we're led to believe that we are, in some ways, because we're Christians, we're bulletproof, or we ought to be. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I follow Jesus now, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and I believe the Bible, and and all these things, that somehow... (laughs) It's like, uh, like we're vaccinated from an, we're made immune yeah. to, to things. And then when all of a sudden we start having panic attacks, and this is this person is in their 30s saying, I'm, I've never had panic attacks before. Then they begin to go, is this something that I did? Is this is my fault? Uh, is this sin in my life? Yeah. They begin to think of those cause and effect versus thinking about how Jesus said, no, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. Yeah. You're going to have hard times. And that we somehow forget what happened when Adam and Eve fell. God made it really clear. It's like, look, it's going to be really rough from it's here gonna on out. It's going to be painful. Yeah, it's going yeah. to. So somehow, I think we as Christians, and, and I, I will throw myself into that group, that I, whether it's wishful or, or presumptuous on my part, it's like, no, I, 
I don't want to have bad things happen to me. You know, I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm a good Christian. I'm a good dad. You know, it's all these things. And then when something happens or something doesn't get cured or whatever it is, it can shake my faith sure. in the Absolutely. sense, not that Jesus Christ isn't still a son of God, but it's like, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong or whatever. Instead of, like you said, inviting Jesus, come into this place of pain with me. Yep. Will you sit down here on the bathroom floor with me yeah. while I'm shaking or puking sure. my guts out or, or whatever it is? Yeah. Or for a lot of Christians, um, and again, this is maybe a controversial topic, but Christians Ooh. struggle with mental illness, yeah. you know? And, and I know good, solid Christians that struggle with bipolar disorder or, mm-hmm. or, or things like that. Uh, that they, first of all, that they don't see themselves as defective. Something is wrong with me. No, don't, no, no. In this world, this kind of, pardon the expression, this kind of crap just comes. It's, it, it's part and parcel of living on planet Earth. Yeah. Which, of, you, which you mentioned was the brokenness of man. Yes. The, yes. the fall of man caused us to enter into this new world of, of hurt and pain and brokenness that was never really intended for us. So something unintended... Makes right. us go, oh wait, yeah. why? Yeah, what, what, why? And it causes us to have this emotional, visceral reaction that mm-hmm. causes then deep-seated pain, skepticism, questions mm-hmm. about our Creator. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to, and sorry no, to interrupt. You. But I think that in that, then our responsibility in trying to encourage somebody that's going through that is, you know, one arm is there or one hand is there to say, "I be, be healed in Jesus' name." Because, like I said, in our four square, uh, you have the cross that represents Jesus Christ as the Savior, and then the crown, the the coming king. But then there's this cup. Yep. And to be honest with you, I had to go back and go, okay, why is healing a cup? Why Why did they make the emblem of a hand? But as I researched it, it was anointing oil. It wasn't like a cup that you drink wine from or something. It was anointing oil. And the Bible tells us, so in one hand, you anoint with oil for healing, but then the other hand is a hand of comfort, yep. empathy, support, bearing each other's burdens. Yep. They go hand in hand. It's not, no, it's just, oh, a bad thing happened to you? Just, And I was <laughs> talking to somebody recently. This dear friend of mine had a stroke. And he's in bed. And this, I was ta- telling this story to a person, and they went, well, doesn't he know all he needs to do is, and he just needs to claim, and he needs just to stand. And I, and I, I, I just lovingly and graciously, because I was starting to get irritated, I said, you know what? Thank you, but no thanks. You know, I just said, you need to stop now, <laughs> because yeah. they didn't even know the individual. But it was like, no, it's just like this. And, and I don't want to be that kind of a Christian. I want to Name say, it and claim it. Right. I want to be the kind that says, yeah, I'll pray which, for healing. Yes, which I'm, I'm sorry to totally no, go, cut you no, off. No, go for it. But I think what we're experiencing today is, um, especially those who maybe have left the church, have such skepticism because back in the day, it was so much like, no, in Jesus' name, you will be healed, and it's going to happen. And it was like this, like, if I pray it loud enough and hard enough and I mean it enough, and I have enough faith, and it's going to happen. And then when yeah. it doesn't, there's great disappointment. Exactly. And then there's disappointment because my God has not come through for me or my friend or my family member or the one who's hurting, when that's just the, the worst way to look at that. 
Instead, it's just inviting Jesus to be in the midst of it. And if he heals, man, amen. Like yeah. we believe he can he can do this. Right. He rose from the grave. He was dead for three days. He can conquer all right. of that. Um, and so now today I think we're facing the skepticism, looking at like from the outside looking into the church, going, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I trust that God. I don't know if I believe in that God. Because mm-hmm. you guys say all these things, but yet it never happens or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I don't see it witnessed in your life because your life is kind of in shambles. And you're like, you know what? I'd rather have a life in shambles with Jesus yeah, than a life mediocre without. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just want the powerful presence of Jesus that will sustain me through every hardship, through every pain, mm-hmm. through every inadequacy, through every mental illness, right. believing and contending for fullness and of healing but also saying that day will also come in glory. <laughs> like, yeah. So whether today or in glory, yeah, I'm with Jesus is with me. So man, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to reflect him as best as I possibly can and yeah. be a good representation of the bride of Christ Yeah, and maybe live faithfully as a good steward through your pain. Ooh, that's uh, good. Living because a good steward through your pain. Yeah. Because I think that can be a gr- one of the greatest witnesses that we have. Yeah. Like, yeah, guess what? My life is hard. I have a lot of challenges, but yet God is so good. Yeah. He's he has done so much. And I, I've heard story after story of people who go, you know, are asked, like, how do you even follow the Lord still? Like <laughs> or or you've had this tragedy and and they say, I would never take that tragedy away because God did so much in and right. through me and through this tragedy, uh, that my life is at a better spot than it was before. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of unique to look at these things and go, you know what? There's, there's the Lord has great purpose in pain. Yes. And it's just, we hate pain and <laughs> yeah. we're pain avoidant. We run from it. Yeah. We're intolerant, you know? And we, yeah, the last thing I'd say, because you kind of pointed this out, but Jesus also says, uh, when he sent out the disciples, he said, hey, you're, guess what? You're going to be sheep amongst the wolves. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound very like, I don't know. That's that's not exactly wonderful. Yeah. That sounds yeah. like there, there's <laughs> quite a life. bit of biting. Yeah. There's quite a bit of pain. Mm-hmm. And we have an enemy out there who prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to whom he can devour. Right. So there's pain. Like, he is out. for and, and to say that Christians are bulletproof, I might actually maybe say the other... Actually, it might be actually the other way around. You're more susceptible to the attacks of the enemy because he wants to distract you from the, the, the eyes and the heart of Jesus. Right. Because yeah. he doesn't want you witnessing to anybody else. He doesn't want right. you to be a, test, a walking testimony. He wants right. you to be a bitter, resentful uh Christian who who has a negative viewpoint on God and then pushes people away from Christ instead of pulls them into Christ. Yeah, yeah. And may our testimony be, hey, in the midst of the pain, God was with me, Jesus Amen. was with me, and I was able to bring some people along the way. So being that. a good, faithful steward of our pain, I think, is really, really important. Yeah, and I think we can end on that note. So those of you who are listening, invite Jesus into the midst of your pain and be a good steward of that pain to reflect his glory in everything you say and you do. Love you guys. Okay, peace out.
Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.